coming. This is Guitar Wank Podcast. This is episode 75. G'day, thanks Wyatt, and here we go, another Guitar Wank Podcast. Yes, we are a day late. Uh, my boy's in town, and we spent t- 28 hours at Disneyland yesterday. So, um... <laughs> I didn't get back in time. So that's why it's a day late. So we blame the kid. Um, don't go to Disneyland. Actually, it was pretty cool. It was a good day. It was a long day. Uh, had a lot of fun. Anyway, a couple of things on the agenda. We've had a lot of people ask about the music being played throughout the podcast um, and who's playing. That was pretty much all my music that you've been hearing. It's me playing guitar uh, on the Western Swing stuff, the rock stuff. That's pretty much my stuff. I haven't actually played any of Bruce's Scott's stuff on the show yet, so I will get and play some of their stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> that is all Bruce's stuff. Uh, where you hear the jazz, nice jazz guitar, obviously. Bruce Formanism, right? Bruce Foreman, the, his album Formanism, and also Bruce's album The Book of Foreman. All his stuff is from those two albums. And then Scott's albums are the Tall Down House, Vibe Station, Well to the Bone, Dog Party, and I believe that's it. Okay, Bubbles, my studio. Uh, and also High Plane Riffsters. That's the other one. That's the, the Western Swing stuff with Bruce Foreman. Okay, that's not helping me to get this done. Okay. Okay, besides that, uh, big thank you to all our donators out there. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Go to the website. Check out the new website. Sign up. Leave your email. Uh, Mugs and T-shirts, they're finally up to date, and we'll get those out to you guys as soon as possible. And I think that's about it. That's all we're going to talk about this week. Thank you to all our sponsors. We'll get straight into it. Wyatt, say goodbye. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week with uh, some new shows. All right. Thanks, mate. Speaking of poetry, Very good. a really good documentary on Netflix at the moment, and um, a good friend of mine used to play with... You know, I watched this documentary on what? drugs the other day. On drugs? Yeah, and in my opinion, that's the best way to watch a documentary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've said that joke before, right. too. <laughs> no, I've never heard that one. I right. heard he said it before. Never. I've said it before, but not disguised. It was never a good joke. Heard that. Um, uh, good documentary. The Joe Cocker story is on um, Netflix, and I love mm-hmm. Joe Cocker. Huge fan, mm-hmm. and my good friend. Did he have anything to do with the Cocker Spaniel? No, 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 he didn't. Because they do, they do sort of sound similar. <laughs> Joe Cocker and Cocker Spaniel. Yeah, they do. If you listen to the uh, <laughs> my good mate Gene Black played. For Joe Cocker. And oh, Gene Black played Gene Black. He was with them for, with Joe for a long time. With Joe Cocker for like 12, 15 years. The last great years of his life. And um, Gene told me when he first joined Joe Cocker, he's playing the gig, they're playing some big show, and he's just been thrown into this situation. And he sees Joe singing and then run off stage behind the curtain, then come back out on stage, sing, then run off stage. And he's going back and throwing up in a bucket. He said he did that for the first few years. And then he clean and stopped drinking and become mm. sober and all that. But he thought that was uh, that was pretty unique. 
Joe mm. was pretty hardcore there for a while. If but it's a great documentary. If you had to describe Keith Jarrett's singing, I don't know. Or what do you call it? Whatever you call Howl- it, howling is what I call what it. What do you? What I. You know what I described it in my on my message board because the guy asked me about. You know what? Let's not get a question for you, Bruce. I might have said the wrong thing, so what? correct me if I said this wrong. Because the guy was asking me, I've heard a lot about Keith Jarrett, but I don't know his music. What albums should I buy? Oh, and shit. what I said is, I said I won't be much help here because I have a bunch of his stuff, but I have no idea which records it came off because they're from cassettes that I've long lost and that I digitized. You know, you're you're talking about a guy who has such a brilliant, amazing, long career. Right. So much great shit. I would start with his earliest stuff. I mean, a record we've mentioned here (coughs) on the podcast a long time ago, the Forest Flower record. Right. He was like 17 years old. It's Uh live at Monterey Jazz Festival. He's playing in Charles Uh Lloyd's band, and it's just off the charts. Brilliant. You know, his standards records are all great with mm-hmm. his trio his solo records those cone concerts mm-hmm. are just un i mean yeah really and 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 the record he did with art blakey the particular one i'm thinking of, it's like it's called butterfly something mm-hmm. you know i mean it's but butterflies in the let top. me ask you what i was going like, to ask you though wow i mean you can't lose with a keith right but well, that's what i said i said you, you know because he asked me about keith jared and michael brecker and i said you can't really go wrong. Any record you buy by these guys is going to be great, and you're going to love it. But I did say this, and correct me if I'm wrong. I said, in the older days, Keith used to play more in time and really swing his ass off when he played. Then later, he developed a more floaty type of style that he's probably more famous for. Is that is that not true? That, that's sort of true. Uh-huh. Cause I because there's a else. lot of the standards records of recent where he's just digging in and swinging his ass. Okay, I didn't know. I thought he mainly so, I mean, you you know, know, swung harder in the old Keith days. Keith is one of those guys. There's even some bootleg tapes of him playing like Art Tatum mm-hmm. and Fats Waller. Okay. And he can do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Keith, Keith is a freaky genius. Yeah, I don't, and, totally. You know, and, 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 How old's and Keith? I, but, he's probably about 70-something now. Right, then the... Then the other thing I said is the only criticism or the only negative thing I would say is that on some of his solo stuff, he sings while he plays. And his band, but it and sounds, his band stuff. It sounds like a, a squirrel dying. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, I, I can't stand to listen to it, so I don't. You know, if he starts howling and singing, I turn it off. I can't stand to hear it. They... But, that's the only negative thing I'd say because he doesn't do do it on every single thing he right. plays. Yeah, on. but it's a big yeah. negative, and I mean, I, we're in complete accordance on that. I just can't say enough that, that motherfucker howling, can't do everything. The howling is horrible, self indulgent, and for a guy who literally will stop a concert and quit because somebody coughs or sneezes, mm-hmm. and he's <laughs> sitting there making all those fucking gyrational noises. You know, that sound like, you know, yeah, like, like oh, like a weird couple's having sex in the next room, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's like one of those cheap motel kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree. I totally agree with you. It's, it's, it's both ruining to my ears, and it sort of just points out the whole it, asshole. It's, it's hard to listen to. That's but, right. But... Did you? There's a guy who put out a record. Oh, I heard. I saw. You know about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. This guy put out this thing about uh, Keith Jarrett Christmas record, <laughs> and what he did was like he made the whole thing. It's like, and now you can listen to Keith Jarrett without hearing that obnoxious piano playing, <laughs> and it had just nothing but a guy going, that's all it was. It was so great. That's what. That's funny. I remember seeing that. I was laughing so hard. That's so great. Like I'm surprised nobody did that before. Yeah, I know. That's such an odd. That was like an easy one. Great. That's like t-ball. Yeah, baseball. You know, it's like put the ball here. Okay. So all right. So a guy, this genius. This genius, that genius. That, this, well, this, that, and all the others, there's genius. But he's a fucking nutter. Is, there, is he a yeah, nutter? Well, you know, I mean, that, that goes kind of with it. Yeah, but he, he, he's not nice to a lot of people. I mean, he's got fam- He's sort of famous for being jerky. Yeah. Okay. Beef jerky, okay. And, and I think a lot of people 
that they like that about him. I mean, a lot, I mean, Miles, you know, was famous for turning his back on the audience and all that stuff, you know, and a lot of people, it created a controversy and a lot of people kind of just dug the whole theater of that, you know, that there was a, there was a large <coughs> segment, not, not, of course, I'm not going to say it's like a majority because Miles' music was so great, but there was a, there's a whole lot of people that just find that to be cool. There's, there was this restaurant growing up in San Francisco when I was growing up. It was called, uh, fuck, I forget the name of it, but the, 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 uh, the waiter, his name was Edsel Ford Fong. <laughs> he knows the white of a, I remember. When I, don't remember the, I don't remember the name of the restaurant. And somebody hopefully will help me out. Right. Because everybody used to go to this restaurant and it was in Chinatown, yep. Edsel Ford Fong. And and it was this Chinese guy, and his thing was, I guess his parents named him in the, you know, in the fifties when the Edsel came out, and his thing was he was just totally an asshole to everybody. One of those waiters that's oh don't order that you're stupid you know and just like you're gonna eat this shut shut up you know I mean he would just treat everybody like shit and people that place had a line around the block and it wasn't by any stretch of the imagination. The best food in San Francisco Chinatown. Yeah, it was the theater of being <coughs> treated like shit by Edsel Ford <laughs> Fong, and 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 I do believe that there is a small percentage of the Miles and Keith Jarrett fans who are just attracted to that whole conflict of that. Well, you, and sorry. I could be wrong, and I've been full of shit numerous times. My wife tells me it happens daily, so. Uh, but I believe that this is true. But you could say that a lot about like a lot of commercial popular artists, like even James Brown and Prince, and they all had this quirkiness that was just like oh, I can't believe they did that, and they they probably did that knowing that they were going to get a rise and get all this attention, and it was it was and, smart. And sometimes maybe they didn't. You know, I mean, yeah. it's kind of a you will never know in a lot of cases. Maybe same as Trump. Maybe the half shit he's yeah. doing because he just fucking knows it's no bad press, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> no such thing as bad press. Who knows? So he this is say, where you guys he, need he, to turn. And again, I'm going into politics, but I'm just going to make a quote because it, I found it to be a particularly uh, great quote that I think I will adopt for myself. Whereas the guy was kind of, you know, like asking, "Well, you said this and you said this, but do you stand by this and whatever?" You know, it was just one of those kind of. He's kind of getting pinned into a corner. And he just said, I don't stand by anything. <laughs> he said those words. That's yeah, the exact I heard sentence. That. I heard that. And I mean, God, what a great sentence. I, I don't say. I just got to say, I admire anybody who can say that with a straight face. He's a, he's, and, no, he's no, no, a no. Master. I'm not getting into politics. I'm no, just but saying, he's a master in the context that. of like, yeah. if somebody comes up and says, you know, I enjoyed your show. I don't stand by anything. <laughs> you, know, you get on the stage, you're about to play. Right. I don't. I just want you all to know, I don't stand by anything. <laughs> that is brilliant. It is. You I know, give you it to Trump, man. He's you're not going to be able to top that no, one. He's <laughs> a master at just deflecting yeah. and just fucking, wow. He's so good. Yeah. Amazing. So that's basically, you guys need to... to what do we create need some weirdness like you need Bruce maybe you just fucking start playing gigs in G-strings like underwear just oh. you and a G-string on stage mate yeah I, you know I'd be like that stripper only they'd be going put it on, put it on <laughs> instead of take it off Scott you could be like uh, what could you be doing yeah, what the, weird shit could you be hopeless. doing it's hopeless it's just all hopeless <laughs> I think I think Scott should should float balloons in the air and pop them with his tone. <laughs> his tone is so potent oh, and such a, a, a visceral reality that he can pop balloons with his tone. That's amazing. That's Think a hell of a story that. to start. I think you're onto something, Bruce. Oh my God. Right. Fucking Scott pops balloons. He pops balloons tone. with his tone. <laughs> Fuck. Dude, I gotta see this shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. And people start turning up at these gigs with balloons. You know what? For all the listeners out there, the next Scott Henderson show you go to, take balloons. We balloons, balloons, balloons. at a Scott Henderson show. <laughs> so thanks, you guys. <laughs> and I want pictures yeah. of just like 
Scott, and a ton of balloons in the audience. Oh, man, that would be so great. I and and I can see them all dying from his toe. That would be so great. <laughs> and there's yeah. these balloons just that would be like a That would be like a Moses parting the Red Sea. I'm going to be playing through your amp pretty much the majority of the tour. You <laughs> we, know, your, your Marshall Well, I sold, I sold that amp. Oh, that's gone? It's gone, dude. Yeah. All the fact gone. that you reminded me, I've got to call Sir, and I've got to try to talk to their, their you know, international guy to, to see how I can maybe finagle some Sur heads on the road. You what know, do you like, like to use from Sur on the road? Well, if I can get an OD100, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Why don't you, you get know. a fractal of a Sur? And then use ears. Yes, God, come on. A fractal. Of a Sur. Come it's, on, I'm going to talk to John about this when he uh, comes here. Yeah, oh, gonna, boy, let me tell you. He, yeah. I'm okay, excited. Okay. Well, you know, uh, he can... Look... I'm, I'm very happy to be the dumb guy in the room on this. Well, no, he'll just tell you what what I he'll say the same exact thing uh, that I say. Amp modelers, believe me, there are amps out there that sound much worse than amp modelers. You know, you can't put them down because there's so many people getting terrible tones from amps. How can you possibly put up? Well, a, I'm a, going a, for know, terrible tones. A guy, a guy. I mean, a guy. Any guy with decent ears can get an amp modeler. You know, if he's got good ears, he can get a good tone out of an amp modeler, and you will never be able to tell that it's not a real amp. Right. And he'll do a fine job, and it'll be the sound on the record, and nobody will ever know. But, here's a big but here. Big but. Oh, I like real big, big. I, I like big butts. I like big butts. But I'm just going to tell you, name me a guy, one guy, I'm just waiting for one guy, who has a real personal voice with his guitar and his gear, which includes his amp. I don't care if it's a transistor amp or, or, or a tube amp or whatever. He's got a real tone, a recognizable tone with his gear. Can he get that same tone with an amp modeler? And I'm going to have to say no. I'm going to have to say it's impossible because the amp modeler just cannot do it. It just can't. Are you saying because it can't move air the same way? Can't move air the same way. The the odd harmonics are not the same as an even harmonics as a tube. It does not make the sound in the same way. And it doesn't feel the same under your hands. And if it doesn't feel the same, you can't be inspired to play the shit you play. Because it just feels wrong. You know, when you when you when you put your finger down on the string and it just doesn't react the way an amp reacts and it just sort of feels funny you've played a rockman before you know what i mean like one of those old rockmans or, yeah. or a pod or something like that and you just go fuck this doesn't even feel real to me this sounds just fucked up or feels fucked up that's one of the main things they say about amp modelers where they're not saying it about a reactive load box because a reactive load box actually really feels like a speaker you really can't tell the difference when you pick ultra soft you can barely hear it and then as you pick harder it gets louder and it feels like a speaker and then with this incredible you know convolution technology that irs are made from which they've been doing that for years going over to germany and sampling these big churches and making reverbs from them so they've become really expert at it because they're samples yeah they're real samples so of course they sound real so, you know, when you, when you take that and, and compare it to some gizmo box that's trying to copy the sound of a tube amp using circuitry, it's bullshit. There's no way it can get... I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't sound like an amp, and I'm not saying it can't fool you, because I'm, I'm sure that somebody that knew what they were doing could record it. In fact, Pete Thorne just did a demo um, online with a Kemper. Uh, which I had one of those at my house. I thought it was a total piece of shit. Right, yeah. I tried one too. I didn't like it. Horrible. Yeah. But, you know, Pete, man, Pete's an expert, man. Pete is an expert tweaker, you know, just like on Breaking Bad. (laughs) (laughs) There you go, Pete. You're a tweaker, dude. Pete is an expert. Pete's a tweaker. Pete's got tone (laughs) in his fingers, man. He can pull good tone out of just about anything he plays through. So... 
he managed to get a pretty decent tone out of the thing. And I was going, wow, I sure couldn't get that good of a tone when I had it at my house. And of course, maybe they've improved it since, since you know, there's been a long time since I tried it. Maybe yeah. Pete's got a newer software version, but he was making it sound pretty damn good. But it still didn't sound like Pete, the way I hear Pete when he mm. plays through his amps. And I was telling people online, I said, yeah, maybe he did get a good tone of it, but when it comes time to make his record, what do you think he's going to use? The Kemper or his OD-100? Yeah, right. You know what he's going to use. Yeah. He's not going to use a fucking, his OD-100 is Sir Tube Head that he loves. You know, it's his model. It's called a PT-100. It's his amp that he helped John design. He loves it. And it is a good amp. It's great. It's a really good amp. You brought up so, an interesting point and that no one's done yet. And maybe this will be the turning point when a guitarist has comes out and is known for his tone and it isn't an amp and it's a and modeler. And he starts using a modeler. And it's, like yeah. somebody really that's known for their great tone yeah. and, and he decides... I'm not going to use amps anymore. I'm going to use modeling from now on. Or he becomes famous because of that tone and what he does. Maybe he's a guitarist. Right now, where amp modelers sit in the big scheme of things is pop bands that don't want amps on stage and want to use in-air monitors, top 40 musicians who need extreme versatility. They want to have like 15 different sounds at the press of a of a button and don't want to have to carry anything to their... To the, this is the domain <coughs> where these things are po- they're most popular. Yeah. You're not seeing them being used by stars like Stevie Ray Vaughan or somebody like that who would who is famous for this big, huge, big tone that you get from a bunch well, of amps. And, he, he's dead know. now. No, I'm saying, you know, just using his, <laughs> using his name. I know, I know. He was one of those guys who is really known for his tone. Yeah. Not likely you're going to see someone like that using amp modelers at this, no. at this point in time. No. Down the road, who knows, man? I'm open-minded, you know? Down the, down the road, they may do it. Yeah. Who knows, man? But they haven't done it yet, I can no. tell you that. And I've had them at my house, so I know. I'm not bullshitting. I mean, I can honestly tell people if they ask me and if they really want to know my opinion, I have had all three. I've had... The Ass Effect 2, Ass Effect, the, 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 the Fractal, <laughs> Fractal Ass yep. Effect, I've had the, 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 the Helix, the Helix the Line 6, six yep. and I've had the Kemper, yep. and I've had them all three at my house all day long. Yep. No fucking way could they even come close right. to the sound I'm getting from a 71 Marshall or a Bandmaster or the Sir Bella or these really nice amps yep, yep no fucking way not even close it's not even a contest right yet now question to you some of these some of these units in some songs actually work i think work better than real amps because then because i'm not looking at it as trying to copy a real amp anyway but just it's another unique sound exactly and that's what jeff beck did in, right in fact on uh there, I don't know if you've got the Who Else album. No, I haven't. No. Um, oh, you should get that album. You don't have that album? I Brush with I the it. Blues? No. Oh, my no. God, man. Well, That's it's a, on my Spotify, it's so a great, I can't, I can't great get it. Jeff yep. Beck record. I mean, it's one of the first records he did where he was kind of doing the electronica thing, and I think it's the best one of all of those records. But anyway, there's a song on it called Angel Footsteps, mm-hmm. and it's a really beautiful composition. I mean, I'm just hats off to whoever wrote this tune because it's a really beautiful ballad. And he didn't play an amp on it. Right. He played some kind of a Digitech thing. Yep. And you can tell that it's kind of like a novelty tone. It's not like really the, the, the tone that's, you know, that when you hear Jeff Beck, you go, oh, that's Jeff Beck because you recognize his tone. You don't recognize his tone because it sounds completely different. It's like a novelty tune. Right. But it's beautiful. The tone he gets is really nice, and it fits the tune perfectly. Yep. It's not an amp. It's wow. a Digitech, some kind of a... I'm not really sure if it's a modeler or just maybe a pedal or something, but it's definitely not an amp. Yep. And I, I know because Jennifer told me that it's the one tune on the record where he didn't play an amp. Wow. And it sounds great, but it does not. it wouldn't work in any of the other tunes. But on this particular tune, it just sounds fantastic. Yep, yep. And I'm sure the same thing goes with amp modelers. You might find a particular sound in an amp modeler 
that you really love and it might perfectly fit a piece of music that would be better than an amp. I find so, like, I'm I find not that shit minded about the shit. Yeah, at that, all. I find that shit sits better like the stuff that I do with especially the the trailers and stuff like that for movie trailers. Mm-hmm. A lot of the the drums and the sampling stuff and mm-hmm. the software we have, you know, it's it's a lot of sampled instruments and stuff. Mm-hmm. Those modeling guitar parts just sit in the track a lot easier yeah. than and they miking might. a real amp. Man, that you're never going to get me to say something stupid like amp modelers shouldn't exist or anything. Right. That's bullshit because there's you know there's plenty of places where they really could work really well. Yeah. I'm just saying I cannot get my personal tone with one. Right. I've tried and I can't. Yeah. So, but that doesn't mean just like okay, I've got like tons of IRs from all different kind of companies and there's literally thousands of them on my computer. Yeah. Now, the one that I really prefer the most is the one I'm really loving right now is the Celestian Balanced Greenback. It sounds the most like my cabinet. Is that Greenback or Creamback? Greenback. Play for 
Is that G-R-E, yeah. Is that the yeah. one from the Celestian site? Celestian. I just yeah. checked that out. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's in the greenback collection. Did you you buy it right? It's like a yeah. It's it, it costs nine nine dollars. Right. So for the for the greenback collection, yep. I think you get a you get a two by twelve and a four by twelve and a one by twelve. Anyway, it's a four by twelve and it's called the balanced mm-hmm. greenback cabinet. And honestly. There's such a tiny difference between that and my real cabinet that I don't think people would be able to tell in the tracks. Wow. It sounds yep. so close. It's incredible. And but what might be live? Can you do it live? Well, no, because you'd have to hear yourself through a monitor and then you, eh, yipes. You know, that's not fun. But, but if you had in ear. I don't know because I don't know in ear monitors. Pete, I, Pete I, does that. I think I would no. miss the sound coming behind me because, you know, I use feedback a lot. And I like notes to feed back. But they and would still feed back in your inner ear. No, oh. the guitar can't feed back with the speakers. Uh. So you wouldn't be able to have feedback. So I would miss that. You know, I would really miss that. That's yeah. a big part of being able to hold a note for as long as I want. But anyway, what I was saying is that it sounds really close. Really good, right? Really close, yeah. But what my point was is that there's a million other speakers that don't have anything to do with my tone. But what great layering tools. Hmm. You just pull one up that sounds so completely foreign to anything you've ever done, and you lay down a, a track that completely separates itself from the other track and still yep. sounds good, yep. but so completely in a different frequency range. It's beautiful because what a great layering tool. Yeah. Instead of having thousands of speaker cabinets laying around your house and having to drag them into your room, you just pull up another speaker. What mics are you using? I use a 57. 57 but yeah. you don't have to use... You don't have to use a mic. Okay. On the, in with the, the program, with the, right? With, with the IRs, does oh, it with have the IRs, different... yeah, yeah, they have mics. Yeah. yeah. I usually just use the 57, 57. but that's another good point. Well, you same... could use another mic yeah. on that same speaker, yeah. and you would get a completely different sound. And the beauty of IRs is that once you've already recorded the track, all you have to do is change them. Yeah. It, while your track is playing, you can change them. And all of a sudden, when that tone pops out, that's the perfect sound for the part that distanced itself from the other track you've recorded. You know, it's a beautiful thing because you can do it after the fact. Yeah. After you've already recorded the track, you can just change speakers. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. No, 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 no. Boom. Wow. All of a sudden, this is the perfect sound that offsets this other track and right. stays out of its way yeah. and still sounds great. IRs are a wonderful thing, man. I mean, they're they're just they now starting them so to, well. Now they're they're really starting to 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 earn their their weight in gold because they're so damn cheap. Yeah. That's another thing. You know, you 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 pay what? $9 for or even own hammer you pay 40 bucks for like 3,000 IRs. <laughs> incredible, I, man. I've been doing it a lot incredible. more since we've been talking about it through the Sur Reactive Load. And, mm-hmm. and I tried all these amps through mm-hmm. the Sur, and it was just great to hear them react with different cabinets and, yeah. and stuff I can't do here. And it's so amazing because no one calls the cops on you because yeah. you're not actually blasting a speaker cabinet loud in your house. You're yep. doing it just as soft as you want, and no one is complaining. It's awesome. So it's almost like... If amp modeling technology ever gets to that point, then people will be getting rid of their amps. There will be no more need for them. Yeah. But I just, they just haven't done it yet quite. You know, they they haven't. As much as the IRs, like I sit in here and play with the speakers and everything through my studio setup, but it's still, again, I mean, it's great for recording or trying new stuff out, but. But it's nothing like standing in front of your amp. And no, when it. you're standing in front of your amp, because that's because your speaker's reacting to your pickups. Yeah, and it's just like, ugh. And, and no matter what and kind your, of music and your you balls play. are rattling from yeah, your balls. Your balls are rattling. Are, yeah, yeah, your hair's balls standing are rattling. Up. Jesus Christ, yeah. guys. And we always on. want our balls to rattle. Yeah, Come that's, on. that's I mean, a must. I mean, let's must. be honest. Music yeah. is still... Balls rattling. Make, yeah. sound is, it's sound is just waves. It's energy. In, and it doesn't even matter if it's soft. It's no. still no. It's, it's still coming from a place that's ambient. You know sound what I mean? is it's, moving air. Yeah, that's it's what that's sound exactly. Is. Th- that's exactly and you, right. You can never get away from it, no matter where it comes from. It's still moving air. So when I fart, I'm just basically <laughs> moving air. Yeah, 
And you know, I've told you, you probably about how musical sound, your you're farts probably sounding are, about as good as you're ever going to sound. So. <laughs> your farts, dare I say that your farts sound better than your guitar play? <laughs> dare you, I say you it? You may say it. <laughs> and this is why I will never play. Man, in front I believe of you guys. everyone has to tell a story. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? I have one of those fart guns from Despicable Me. Yeah. You know, I got it at Toys R Us because I have a I have a really good collection of of space guns you know of, <laughs> of, of battery operated of course space. you do of course you and, do and, and that fart gun is just irreplaceable <laughs> it, it's amazing that it has so many different ones you know what? it's so awesome man it's but they're so all good. modeled yeah, they're all modeled. <laughs> you know, not the real. And thing. let's face it, not, a model fart is nothing it's like not a real. Not the fart. real one. It doesn't have that smell. Man. It's you not know, that I, scrotal. That's the quickest way to work out who your friends are. <laughs> Fucking ah. Oh. Man, you light a fart. If well, you now, haven't lit in a fart in your lifetime, you're missing out. You now, really, when John comes no, wait the, a minute here. What? Just check out the the, the the conjugation of that verb. A what? <laughs> if you haven't lit in a fart. A lit in a fart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was some serious, serious I'm, edu- I'm bringing out the redneck Australian right there. Serious, serious hey, You've got to be lit in your farts. <laughs> if you haven't lit in your farts, you know, really? Okay, I haven't... Yesterday I littened. Tomorrow I will litten. Just litten it. Well, anyway, when John comes on the show, you can ask him about the amp modeling thing and see what his take on it is. Because he'll probably have a slightly different take on it. But I think he, I think we kind of are on the same page. But I think may, we need a bunch of people walking may, around you know, as marshals and Yamahas and Fenders. Then we'd have real models. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do- I can't wait to talk to John. I'm really excited to talk. John's to him a cool about guy, it. man. Just, I mean, I've known him a really long time, and and I don't know anybody that's so knowledgeable about amps and guitars. Hmm. Like he really is an expert on both. You you usually see guitar makers or amp makers. Is he a player? Yeah, he's actually a pretty decent blues player. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he can play, and he has really good ears. And I think that when when you're going to build amps and you're not a player. I find that questionable. Yeah, yeah. I always have. I I, I don't know sense. how you can build amps and not be a player yourself. Yep. John is a player, and when I hear him play, he's got really good tone in his hands. Yeah. He 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 sits there in front of an amp and he plays these chords and he plays these little Hendrixy bluesy riffs, and I go and and he listens and I go, yeah, well, duh. Yeah. He's a player. He's a tone player. Like he has tone in his hands. Yep. So obviously, he's listening to an amp like a guitar player is going to listen to an amp when he plugs it yeah. in. I think that's... I I kind of feel that is pretty important too. Though. Well, it, it must be because I mean, right? you think, how would you design an amp if you're not a player unless you really knew a good player who would come over and play your amp and you could <coughs> dial it as your friend is playing? How else it's, would you do it's it? It's interesting to me to talk to amp guys and if they're not players, like, why the fuck did you get into this... World, that's kind of interesting. It is kind of interesting. I don't you know, know why would you do it? There's I've, a never guy, met, I've never met one guy that could that didn't pull out a guitar and play it through the amp. But good players. Well, I'm not saying they're all good, but every guy who works on my amps that I've ever been to pulls out a guitar and plays through it to there's, prove that it works. There's a guy out of Nashville yeah. that uh, who toured with like uh, Hall and Oates, and he was their guitarist for a long time, and a bunch of and Fleetwood Mac, and he did all this stuff. But he become, uh, after stop touring, he become like the amp guy in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And um, so he ended up building, his name is Todd Sharp, and he ended up building his own amplifiers. And they're, they're a great sounding amp. He, he, they kick ass. But yeah, he's a, he's a monster player himself. So he designed the amp that he wanted to hear. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure there are a lot of guys like that. I mean, there's so many great. boutique amps these days. Unfortunately, you can't really hear them unless you live in a, place where there's a dealer you have to order it and and hopefully they'll have a return policy if you don't like it you yep. can send it back well and hopefully the, you have gigs you can play it on the yeah game. hope you have a gig hey, you can what play was, it on. what was right. the amp that you played you were you were somewhere and someone had an amp and you mentioned it and i end up looking it up victoria, victoria. oh those are good amps yeah, yeah no I, it yeah. sounded beautiful those are great amps i looked up that guy's yeah. history because i was like all right what's all this guy all about so this guy wanted to buy a, a great vintage amp 
He went to Guitar Center or wherever mm-hmm. it was. Couldn't find what he wanted, what he thought was a great amp. So just one of these crazy fucking it's tech just, guys. So I'll make one, yeah. I'm yeah. going to make one. Yeah. And he fucking started they're making it. They're a little amps. pricey, aren't they? Yeah, supposedly. They're, they're I mean, from a, according... I just... Like, I, you know, a friend of mine, this guy, Clark Rigsby, he's a great engineer. He's a guitar player, too, but he's an engineer. You know, has a great studio in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. A lot of famous records are made there. He is, mm-hmm. He's an amp collector. You know, he's got a wall of... Mm-hmm. When you go into that studio, you can, like, I'll take the 65 Deluxe. <laughs> no, <laughs> wow. I'll take right. the... Yeah. You know, I mean, anything you want, it's this, I mean, yeah. literally, we're not talking about a wall this size. We're talking about like three times the size of just old amps wow. in perfect shape. And uh, I was there and he said, you know, I know what you like. I brought this one. I think you'll like it. And it was just like, it sounded beautiful. I loved it. You know, thank you. And, and then every, you know, and I posted on Facebook, everybody said, oh, those are cost a lot of money. I didn't know what it cost, but. It really was a beautiful... Was it a Fender or another brand? It was a Victoria. Oh, a Victoria. Okay, yeah. Well, that, But I bi-amped it. I, I went through that, and then I went out the input into a Deluxe because it didn't have reverb. Oh, I see. So I used the Deluxe to get a little wet, you know. Right. So, right. But, but most of the volume was coming. Well, now, the Victoria amps, they're <laughs> kind of like Fenders, or they're made to yeah. sound yeah, close to Fenders. Fender tweed. Right. This guy yeah. is like... <laughs> Anal retentive, he makes sure every minute part is exactly the same or equivalent, made in America. Like, this guy is ridiculously is he, is anal. He, is he basically, now, because I don't know, is he is he trying to basically clone known Fender amps, or is he making a completely different circuit that's his circuit? I think he's cloning. He's just cloning the but great don't, Fender amps and probably improving Yeah, them. he was... That was the vibe I was getting from. He yeah. was but usually copying. those guys that start cloning and then they go, why is he doing this? He should do this. Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. that's what John does. I mean, yeah, John starts out with a Marshall circuit on, like, say, the OD100 on right. my amp. And he's it's basically like a 71 Marshall Plexi. But then he's going, well, wait a minute. I think I could ground it better than they did. And then he does. And then that helps. And then he thinks, well, wait a minute. This part here is kind of cheap. I can get a better part here for this. And then it ends up being his amp. But it, 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 it was started based as off a of, right. based yeah. off of you a, know of evolution a, of a famous it's an yeah. evolutionary yeah. approach, yeah. right? But then I think John has other amps like the Badger, for instance, that are just completely his own design. They're right. not. They're not cloned after anything. They're, that was they're, a it's his. It's well, his you know, thing. yeah. I mean, it's the difference yeah. between evolutionary and revolutionary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, I, you're right. Th- That's is it. there any chance you don't talk to Dumble anymore? Well, I don't really have a reason to, and we're not really close is he friends. A, is he and, a guitar player? Yeah, yeah, he plays, yeah, he okay. plays. Yeah. Would, do you think you get him on the show or not? I have no idea. I mean, I mean, wow, that's a good question. I, that I would be really, the most iconic amp guy to get on the show. It sure would be. I mean, yeah. he's more than famous, man. He's world-renowned. I mean, oh, I would, li- and I like, got, I mean, you yeah. know him probably. I, I know, I used to be pretty good friends with him, but then... Um, but I'm just saying, you could ask him to come on the show. I, I suppose I could. Yeah. I'll we'll, say we've got a couple of amps here we want him to have a look at. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll even cover all the other amps yeah, so he doesn't have to see them. Right. Yeah. You know, there's there's guys like Jim Kelly, you know, who... I want to check out one of Jim's amps. Jim's amps are badass. Um, um, he actually went into a, a kind of a partnership with John Sir. Yeah. Where... You know, it's his amp, and he designed it, but John, they're building it at John's factory and selling it. Right. Because Jim obviously doesn't want to build one amp at a time at his house and have his own company, and he just thought, well, that would be a really great thing, and it's worked out really well for both of them. And I think John offered the same deal to Dumble, and Dumble sort of said, stay out of my business. (laughs) Wow. Well, uh, you know it's understandable so it's whatever just, yeah you know i mean some people just are very one thing about dumble he's he's very proprietary about everything he builds he just doesn't want people to copy it doesn't that's why he goops everything yeah, he doesn't yeah. want anybody stealing what he's done but the problem is with that philosophy is that first of all you can't do it because if you own an exacto knife you can just degoop it and You're find right. out what's going on Everybody and their brother has copied his amps. And so, 
And you can't put a trademark on an amp circuit, so what difference does it make? But he has done an amazing job at like that. He has. That, numble, that name, He's, Dumble. There's a, there's a certain type of player that really loves the sound of the Dumble. Now, I'm not one of, the, one of those guys. I'm a Marshall guy. I, yep. like, I like kind of a, what they call, I guess, a full range sound. Lots of bass. Just an yeah. equal amount of everything. Dumble amps favor the mid range. And if you like that sound, you know, a Dumble amp is just like probably the, the, the holy grail of amps that favor mids. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's why everybody loves them. They have this beautiful, I mean, they just don't put out any frequencies that hurt your ears. They just sound beautiful. I would, I would love one day for you to check that amp out, the Ulbrich, because that's supposed to be... Which modern, one? The Ulbrich. Wh- who makes that? A, a company, a boutique amp guy in Australia. Oh, it is, oh it's an Ulbrich. Yeah, Ulbrich. And it's, you know, uh-huh. it's supposed to be a mar- great Marshall Plexi uh-huh. and... Yeah. And apparently apparently Carlton bought one of those and Robin Ford they bought Ulbrichs mm-hmm. and when they were in there's, Australia and man, there's so many uh great parts. There's or, there's yeah. so many great boutique amp builders, but at the same time there's a lot of people building crap and passing it off as boutique, boutique amps yeah. and, and and just basically they're just copying. Yeah, some but they shit look so they, good. They look good, yeah. <laughs> How, you know you know one thing I don't know if I'm really right saying this. Maybe I shouldn't say it. I don't know, but uh, say I, it. I, I, I we read, can edit it. Guitar Player Magazine, and and they've been nice to me. They've done every time I put out a record, they somehow get me into the magazine, and they they promote help promote it, and I'm grateful for that. But the only complaint I have against that magazine is that they're not like other magazines when they review gear hmm. they don't give bad reviews yeah like, they don't give like one to five stars like a movie review or like if you read mac life or mac world when they re- review a camera if they don't like it they give it one star and they say this thing and and they're not being mean they're just saying this thing does not perform blah 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 yeah and guitar player everything's great yeah, I've noticed that. Every too. single thing that they try is great. Now I got a problem with that, because how do people know? And I'm sure a lot of it isn't. Oh, so yeah, I, for sure. Yeah. So how? So here's a guy that's you know kind of a dumb how guy. How do it know? The... How do it know? That's the famous story. <laughs> yeah, I just you know that right? What's that? You know the famous story. What? Well, they're talking about the world's greatest inventions. And the first three guys are talking. And one guy says, well, the world's greatest invention is the airplane. Why? He says, well, you know, in one day you can be anywhere in the world. It's amazing. You know, think about that. It's a big, wide world. Second guy goes, you're crazy, man. It's the telephone. He says, what are you talking about, telephone? He says, well, you know, I can pick up the phone and talk to anywhere in the world right now. Anywhere in the world. And third guy goes, you're both crazy. The world's greatest invention is the thermos. They're going, what? The thermos. He says, what are you talking about? He says, well, it keeps hot things hot and cold things cold. And they go, so? And he goes, well, how do it know? <laughs> oh my god that's exactly the point how do we know, how do we know? <laughs> well my point is that I think they ought to be a little more honest in their reviews and say how do we know uh, how did his, who's that guitar player magazine connection <clears throat> Jude Gold no wasn't there someone else that talked about us asked questions or something and is connected was it he, yeah, he wrote into you and talking about me fucking up the brown boxes. Oh, right, right, right. Was it right, Mark? Right, right. Mark? Yeah, Mark. Yeah. Mark. Yeah, well, let's bitch to Mark. Mark, why Mark's are you guys a, giving... I think Mark doesn't have anything to do with that department. Well, can't we just bitch it? What does Mark do? Of course, there is, a, there, is a, there is a subjectiveness to, to gear. It's like what's good for somebody isn't necessarily good. But I'm just well, talking true. about what if you plug something in, it's hissing, and... And it makes a lot of noise, and it sounds really thin, and it just doesn't sound very good. Yet, yeah. it's there in the magazine, and they're giving it a thumbs up. And I'm like, wait a minute. But they're advertising. 
It's, it's, it's just maybe, the way of the world now. Maybe it is. The only way you're going to get a review is if you buy an ad, where you're not going to get a bad review if you buy an ad. And I'm not saying it's payola. I mean, I'm not defaming guitar. I guess I am defaming guitar. But, <laughs> but I mean, I don't mean to be. It's just the way of the world yeah. now. You know, yeah. I mean, hey, in jazz reviewers, they're also jazz promoters. You know, you get you pay this guy this money to promote your record. Next thing you know, he's writing reviews for a magazine that says your record's good. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it is good. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not. But you've paid this guy. He's got to say it's good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's such a small scene. And money, you know, we're all grabbing for every penny we can get. Speaking yeah. of which, you can donate <laughs> you can donate that to was Guitar Week. Great segue, that was a wasn't it? Amazing. And, and just remember, because as important as your money is to you, it is to us too. It's wow. more important. That was work. a really good segue. That was amazing. Awesome, man. I don't know why you aren't running Apple. I really don't. Let's not talk about <laughs> Apple. Oh gosh. That's why I'm not running Apple. I couldn't stand Scott hating Scott, me that just, much. Oh, I am goodness. so mad at, at Apple. Apple. We're all uh I just you know they're understand. working on a new Mac Pro. You wish that's what they said. They they work. Uh, no, they're not. Yeah, that's what they said. You mean MacBook Pro? No, Mac Pro, the trash can. They're working on redesigning all that because they know they fucked up with the trash can and no, they, no they didn't. Yeah, you're no. just bullshit. No, I'm right serious. Now. I read an the article. Trash can is the best thing they've ever made. No, they're saying that the trash can is great, but just how much external stuff and how it's not that easy to update certain things on it and keep it up to date so they're redesigning it and they are they they put out a, a notice it might have been about a week or two weeks ago how why would they upgrade something or make something that they are is already great better when they just put out the biggest piece of shit notebook in the whole world and they're not going to update that. They released a statement and said, basically, <laughs> telling telling the artists out there that use those high-end Macs that, oh hey, we God. haven't forgotten about you You know guys. what? If Steve Jobs was at that company right now, he would put his foot so far up Tim Cook's ass that... <laughs> Tim would probably like that. Oh God. <laughs> you know... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't realize whoa. it was that kind of a podcast. Whoa. Oh my god! Oh my god! They got an app, but they got an app for that, so he doesn't have to do it. <laughs> hey, whatever floats your boat, that's all good. Oh, uh, <laughs> man, they're such a disappointing company. Yeah, they are. Oh actually. my god! But the stock hit an all-time high the other day. What happened? But it's then? falling off again. Yeah, they had a bad day. Oh, fuck. Well, that's you know, the iPhone they, sales they, are dropping. You, you, you do realize they 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 actually took that that notebook you know, that, that laptop off their advertisement page. Oh, they did? Yeah. It, it, for a long time, when, when, it came, when the keynote happened, yeah. they were, when you go, I don't know if your computer, when I open Safari, it defaults to the Apple homepage. Yeah. And they have a sliding screen. First, you see the iPhone, the yeah. red iPhone. Then there's the iWatch and there's the iPad. And then there was a touch of genius with the new <laughs> MacBook Pro. Yeah. Well, not long after they made it, that disappeared. Wow. Then it was just the iWatch and the iPad <laughs> and the iPhone and where's the computer? It's not there anymore because they realize nobody likes it. Piece of shit. And 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 so they're not they're not making it a big part of their advertising anymore. They know they fucked up. They know it's the only it's the only laptop in history of Apple not recommended by consumer electronics. Wow. The only one i mean it's just it, they just failed on so many levels putting you know taking all the ports that people use away you can't even plug your iphone into it because there's no usb ports on it fucking i mean jesus christ that's just fucking arrogance yeah you know let's sell everybody an iphone and let's make them use an adapter to plug it into our computer you fucking idiots you know i mean come on man they're just arrogant assholes they have turned so into that company. So wh- whatever, you know. Then, then you know, the fact that they made their most expensive laptop, but they took the MagSafe thing away from it so that when someone trips over the cable, it goes sailing across the room onto the floor. We would like to invite a $4, Tim... $4,000 laptop. Tim Cook on the show. 
Oh, I wish I could get that motherfucker on the show. What the? F- yeah, what the fuck are they think? I'm glad I got rid of my. Hey, stuff. Tim, come on the show. Come on the show. I'll, yeah. I'll be nice to you. The rest of them, you're nah, on your we're own. probably pretty much gonna Tim, slap you I'm around. I'm gonna fucking just turn you every way but loose, <laughs> man. You are gonna be so sorry. You came on this that show. Is sad, man. They had the run of the game there for a bit. Well, I mean, you know, for professionals. Uh, a laptop can be a real, I mean, it Everything. can take the place of a real desktop computer. I mean, oh, you can yeah. take it to the gig and actually record with it and make a record with it, you know. And now what they've done is they've basically made an Air Pro, a Mac Air Pro. You know, now now you, you they just make you jump through hoops to do anything with it. You can't upgrade it. You can't upgrade the memory. You <sighs> What the hell? It's just crazy. Just crazy. It's not even a professional man, machine. Man, I'm going acoustic. Yeah, man. There you go. It's very sad. And, and I have a feeling that they're going to fix it, but they're going to have to eat crow to do it because if they fix it, they, it's like they have to admit that they fucked up. Yeah. So they, whatever. Well, they're going to get into cars now anyway. So you know. Yeah, yeah. They, won't, they don't care about anymore anyway and it doesn't seem like they do and i'm very surprised that you tell me that they're going to upgrade they released a statement i've been waiting for it forever i have the mac pro the trash can yeah i have the one before and i think it's the best machine that i've ever owned by apple it's it's amazing i mean there's there's a lot of complaints with it like no it's it's great and everything but there was just a lot of complaints with as in updating it and keeping it up to date and and just working with it and adding to it uh, I think that was the biggest complaint for a lot mm. of big I don't, companies. I don't, I don't know why people would say that because you can upgrade it. You can upgrade the RAM, no problem. But I, I think it was more to do with just how much, like you have this trash can on your desk, but you have to have so many things plugged into it. You know, but There's ports for everything. Yeah, it's, I know, which is fine, but you've got to have everything so you have this neat little trash can on your desktop, on your desk. But then you've got fucking 15 drives and leads and all this shit plugged into it. So it's not neat anymore. It's a fucking mess. Well, you're talking about comparing it to the Mac that came before it, which had plenty of space inside of it for internal think, drives. Yeah, I think and that's... What, SCSI cards and all that kind of stuff. I think that's what they were going to address. That's well, what they were saying. Want, if you're going to make a computer that has room for all that stuff, you're talking about going back to a big-ass computer again, which well, a lot of people don't want. No. Well, I guess that's why they're, they're trying to reinvent the wheel again. I mean, I wanted to buy a trash can, but I was waiting for a new one to come out. So, But, yeah. There are little ways. that They said nothing until <coughs> next yeah. year. Well, I would think they would want to make a really good laptop again before they, you know, I mean, a professional one. I'm not saying a good one. Because, yeah. you know, the new one... It has, but here's another thing that, think about this. I mean, I've talked about this before, but here's a company that prides itself on being artistic, okay? They pride themselves. They, they use Miles Davis in their advertisements. They use Alfred Hitchcock. They use Charlie Chaplin. They use all these iconic, legendary artists in their ads, and then they make a notebook with a fucking obnoxious touch bar right below the screen that won't fucking turn off. Yeah. So, no, no, that. really nice for your black and white movie. You're going <clears> to watch <throat> a nice black and white movie, something rustic, something like an old western. But no, you're going <laughs> to see the reflection of a fucking LED screen, a LED bar on your screen. What are they thinking? Like, they, they would. I, I, I wrote to him and I said, tell your engineers that nothing that they will ever design in their lifetimes will be as important as what's on the fucking screen. <laughs> I'm done. Fuck them. Did they man. get back to you? No, they didn't get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> but Microsoft did. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'm just really I know bummed. Bruce is in bummed, the computers. Yeah, Bruce is not really. <laughs> Bruce is thinking about Charlie Parker. <laughs> If only Charlie was here right now, what would he say? Well, would Charlie be like, fuck <laughs> that. He'd tell you guys, just play. <laughs> just play. Don't fuck with that shit. Right? right. Good on you, Charlie. And, 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 Thanks, and, and, Charlie. In yeah. the fucking end of it all, it all matters that you're playing. Mm-hmm.
Marty's playing again. Half of the time I think Bruce is loopy. Scott's crazy. Half of the time I don't know what Scott's talking about. Stick this up your bum. 